0: morning. Welcome to Bethel Baptist Church Devotion Time, and I'm glad that you've joined us today. Uh, this will be our last devotion for the last 16 months. We've had these six days a week at first, and then we went to five days a week as we found Saturday wasn't being watched near as much. And uh, it's been a joy and a pleasure to be able to do them, and many of our folks have gotten involved in them, and uh, we're thankful for that. And it's been a good opportunity for those but we also know that summer's upon us and that throughout the summer, uh, folks have vacations and busier schedules, and so fewer and fewer will be watching over the summer. And it's also something we did to try to encourage people through the pandemic, and we're sure hoping that that's all over with very, very soon. Uh, we're excited to be able to move back inside this Sunday at 15%. We just learned just a few minutes ago that the following Sunday, we're allowed to go to 25%. Unfortunately, that's just a little bit below what we need to be able to do two services in the auditorium. Our solution, though, is we've set up the gym. It's going to be very cozy. We're going to have the nice chairs in there, not the red plastic stackers. But instead, we'll have the nice padded chairs that we use for choir and in the olive room. And then uh, you'll have comfortable places to sit. We'll have a screen in there for the hymns. We're going to have a stage in there. Everything you could think of that we need, we will have it. And it's air conditioned so that it won't affect us in the weather. This Sunday, it's supposed to rain a lot. So that prompted our move a little bit early. Uh, But then next week, we're allowed 25% so we could expand a little bit more as far as how many we put in the gym. And we're just looking forward to being all together, uh, at least for the two services, 830, 1030, this Sunday morning. Please go to BethelBaptistSimco.ca or call the office if you need help registering All right, we'd love to see you this Sunday. Nursery will be provided at 10.30 only, all right? So bring them over to the church building, to the church nurseries, and then proceed over to the gym for the church service. All right, so if you get here just a little bit after 10, there'll be a number that you can call on the window. We wanna lock that building so nobody bothers our children, okay? You just call, we'll let you in, and uh, your children will be taken care of. We'll also have junior church, but again, that'll only be at the 10.30 service. So bring your children to church. They'll be a part of the music service, the worship time. And then they'll be dismissed from there, and they'll go upstairs in the gymnasium, at least for this one week, And um, just because of the weather. They won't have to cross over, and they'll be able to go upstairs and have a uh, classroom time uh, and junior church time there. All right, let's look at the book of Titus, Titus chapter 2. Uh, last night was Wednesday night. Today is Thursday. I know when you're watching this, it's actually Friday. But uh, we've been looking throughout the book of Titus on Wednesday nights for last week, this week, and Lord willing, next Wednesday night. And uh, I just wanted to focus in on a couple verses. We looked at the whole chapter as a whole, but just to start our day today, let's look at second, uh, Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2, and we're going to look at verse 6, where Paul is telling Titus to exhort the young men. All right, let's have a word of prayer. Father, we love you. We thank you for your word. We pray that you'd help us with it, encourage us, help us to take on our day, having been undergirded with the truth of God's word. May the spirit of God speak to our hearts. We'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Verse six of Titus chapter two, young men likewise exhort to be sober minded. You know, I I just, as I think of that verse, I think of the need of our day where uh, they say that that 20 is uh, the new thirty. In other words, uh, those men that did things at 20 years old a generation ago, now we wait until they're almost 30 before they have the same maturity level, the same abilities, the same uh, settledness in life. People are waiting longer to get married and to start families and to buy a home and to start their careers. It seems like young people drift for a lot longer than they used to. And that's unfortunate. And the Bible says this, we ought to exhort young men to be sober-minded. That means to be serious-minded. Life is a very serious thing. And if I could encourage those that are listening today to help me in this area, I would appreciate it so much. Would you exhort our young people? Would you encourage them to grow? I mean, sometimes we put pressure on people in a negative sense, and it causes them to push back a little bit. But I think it's important that as the older generation of the church, and I count myself as among that, having been saved for many years now, that we need to exhort the young people to be sober-minded, to be serious, to understand that life is a serious business. It's unfortunate that people that don't start their lives till 30 uh, aren't taking care of things for retirement and for their future because they've waited so long. We see people starting families much later than they used to. Encourage them to be sober-minded. To have a look at life and to be serious about life and to take on things. Notice what it says in verse 7. In all things, showing thyself. Paul is saying this to Titus. So he says, I want you to exhort men to be sober-minded. And here's how you're going to do it. You show yourself a pattern of good works. In doctrine. Showing uncorruptness. Gravity sincerity. In other words, walk before these people, walk before these young people in a certain way that shows forth a pattern of good works. In other words, be somebody that they can look up to. What we really need in this day and age is mentors, godly people that will live for the Lord Jesus Christ and be an example to the younger generation. Listen, when God blesses you, share the blessing with them. Give praise to God before them. Uh, Pray with them and thank God for that blessing and, and help them to understand how God provides for needs. When a prayer is answered, make sure you let God get the glory for it. Let young people see what God is doing. So we pattern before them a pattern of good works in doctrine is one. In doctrine, be solid biblically. There's one thing I've noticed over the years, and it's unfortunate, that once in a while when somebody gets older they will let doctrine slip. Now, sometimes it's because their kids or their grandkids aren't living for the Lord and, or they're going to a more liberal type of church or maybe even a, a cult or something that's that not Bible-based and they'll say, well, you know, they, they still go to church and they throw doctrine out the window or they'll say something when somebody dies that, well, I, you know, I believe they're a good person so they're in heaven, but we know that good people don't go to heaven. Those who are saved go to heaven. And we say it's, well, we're just showing grace. No, we're not showing grace. We're showing corrupt doctrine. And so let's be careful to make sure that we stay the course. Uh, if we're going to have the next generation looking up to us, they need to see us walking faithfully through the word of God and in a straight line, obeying the tenets of the, God's word and, and adorning the doctrine of God, as it says later in this passage. So show thyself a pattern of good works in doctrine, Showing uncorruptness. And here's another one, gravity. Gravity. That's talking about being serious about serious-minded things. So earlier he said uh, to be sober-minded. Sober-minded is to be in control of yourself and to be serious in that sense. But the word gravity means that we need to understand the time and the place for things. There's a time to be serious, a time uh, that, that we're not foolish about things. And I believe there's a time when we come to church that we are very careful during the worship time that we ought to be worshiping. We ought to be singing God's praises. We ought not be on our cell phones. We ought not be consumed with other things. We are there for a moment to focus on the Lord, to give him glory and praise. And so that's what gravity means. And so let's encourage and demonstrate gravity and then sincerity. That means it has to be real. I remember my wife and I went into a church years ago, and we were just visiting on the East Coast and stopped in there. And they had a young pastor, and, and uh, he was trying his best to manufacture something in the service that nobody else was buying. And it was unfortunate that his, his enthusiasm was not contagious. But in a sense, I could see why, because it came across phony, Nobody really believed what was going on, and and it it, it seemed contrived. You know, it's wonderful when people get excited about the things of the Lord, but it must be sincere. And so he says to Titus, show yourself. If we're going to exhort the next generation to be sober-minded, we have to show ourselves a pattern of good works and doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity. And look what he says next, verse 8, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. It's interesting that he comes down to our speech. Have a sound speech so that even your enemies, those who are contrary, might be ashamed because I'll have nothing left to say with you about you. It's interesting how uh, we, we can live the life and we can walk the walk, but a lot of times our speech betrays us. Well, he might go to that church and he acts a certain way, but boy, he doesn't tell the greatest jokes and he talks a little funny. He says some bad words and our speech betrays us. And he says here, he says, be careful about your speech. have sound speech that cannot be condemned. Don't let that tongue be the little thing, that member, as it's called in the book of James, that trips you up. The Bible says it's, it's a little, how much fire, a little fire kindleth. And so we have to be careful of our tongue. So have sound speech. And so how do we exhort young men to be sober minded? Show yourself a pattern. Show forth good doctrine. Have sound speech. In other words, carry yourself like Christ would have you to carry yourself. And see if we can't bring another generation along. Listen, one of the things that the next generation look is looking for is sincerity. Are you real? And when there's trials in their life and they're struggling with a temptation and they're struggling with sin, are we going to come alongside and are we going to be real in their lives? Let me give you this challenge for today and we'll be done. Would you watch for somebody today? Is there somebody that you can encourage at the grocery store, at the bank, wherever you may go? A young person that might see Christ in you. What are you showing them? Let's have a word of prayer. Father, we love you. We thank you for your word. Challenge us with it, we pray. We'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a great day.